0: I'm Rebecca Lowe welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast where you can get the latest can't miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium but for now we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. how Howard at halftime. You weren't sure that West Brom were following the game plan. Second half, mm. what a turnaround!
1: What a turnaround! And, and you mentioned it. They they would have gotten a real talking to uh, by Sam Allardyce. And, and and credit to him, they came out. They made changes. They were defensively much more sound. But they got the ball into the right areas. And once you get it in the penalty box, good things happen.
0: There is a concern that with this one, this time, Big Sam has bitten off more than he can chew. Having seen that comeback, that character, the goals two of them penalties. Mm. Are you possibly thinking that could be the trigger for the great move up the table?
2: Yeah, I I think so. I think simplicity simplicity can be genius at times. I think what you have to look at is that most teams that survive in the Premier League, when they're first year up or when they're in a relegation battle, they get their defence sorted out. It's easier to defend than it is to score goals. If you can sort yourselves out defensively, which obviously there's been a lot of goals conceded, but he seems to be working on that set. pieces, something that he's he's said as well is going to be a strong point for them. And they've got pace going forward. So we'll be happy to sit back and look to play on the counter-attack.
0: Wolverhampton Wanderers, they're in 14th place. What has happened this season? We know that there's no Jimenez, but Mm. the rest of them are just not up to scratch.
1: Well, Nuno's changed his formation a bit. He's gone, he's gone to four and a back. It, it was a massive change. They finished seventh the last two seasons uh, back-to-back. That's a good finish for Wolves, w- where they should be as a club. In fact, I think it's mm. overachieving. Yeah. And what, Nuno, what Nuno's done with this, with this change of formation, he's got a little too clever. It wasn't broken. No need to fix it. But he has tried to fix something. And, and clearly now there's a lack of goals. Agree.
2: Yeah, I do. And without Jimenez, I know we keep mm. talking about him, but they're having to dominate possession more. They can't go quicker from back to front. 68% possession there today. They're not a team that wants to dominate possession. They want to be able to play on the counter attack. And unfortunately, when you lose your main man, they're not able to do that.
3: Nuno, what's the most disappointing aspect of today for you?
4: That we didn't do a good game. That we didn't achieve a good result. And uh, disappointing uh, because it meant a lot for us, for our fans. And um, we didn't. We didn't do what we should do. In what particular respects? Defensively, we uh, started bad the game, we reacted well. But the, the restart uh, of the second half was was very bad. Again, uh, conceding uh, goals, that makes our task very hard. And was that a message you reinforced at halftime? To start well, not let West Bromwich Albion into the game? Of course, of course, we try to adjust and and tried to, to tell what we think we should do and that was to control the game in the beginning of second half we were being more aggressive on defence um, and we didn't do it huge result well
2: done Sam for West Bromwich Albion you know what it means how pleased with the performance are you?
5: well I'm uh, in the vast majority of that performance um, I thought that uh, the plan and the way the lads carried out the tactics was excellent I think that Uh, It's the best I've seen us in in possession since I've been here. We've done some really good defending at Liverpool, but from there on we've been waiting for getting the defending side that right and then getting the attacking side right. Um, Apart from slipping up on a set piece or two set pieces, which was a big disappointment for us, off a wide free kick here and then off a corner just after that, uh, it put us on the back foot and... uh, I'd have to say the lads were excellent in the second half because you could have felt that the heads would go down on the problems and the results we've had recently but they came bouncing back with a with a, a goal from uh, from our long throw and then and then a penalty and I think that we created other chances after that that would have made it even farther in terms of the, the score and then defended well at the end when wolves threw everybody forward so It's a very good performance under the circumstances. It's even better for us because of the position we're in, 11 points now, and it's even better for us, the club and the fans, because we beat our local rivals, the Black Country Derby. We can send everybody home happy and um, and look forward now to gaining a bit of confidence for hopefully West Ham on Tuesday. We've seen the movie before. We know what it's going to look like. But it's great fun watching it. Good luck. Let's hope it plays again then, eh?
0: Let's take you back then to the gantry at Craven Cottage and back to Graham Lasso and Arlo White for your post match thoughts, gentlemen.
6: Hi, Rebecca. Yeah, I thought that was a hugely entertaining, certainly a competitive Mm. game. Um, Chelsea are not at their best. I think it's it's (laughs) obvious.
7: But where exactly are they struggling? Well, I think it's that, as we were saying in commentary, Sometimes players have to make things happen and take responsibility for saying, right, I'm going to attack you. What are you going to do? And then that moves a player around. I think Pulisic does it. Um, I think him and Chilwell at the moment aren't quite on the same page. I want to see more from Ben Chilwell because he's such a talented player. That urgency and that, that mentality of saying, right, I'm in a good position. now. I'm going to run at you and make you make a decision as a defender. And it really stands out in games like this. And I think all over the pitch for Chelsea, you get glimpses of it. But there's not enough at the moment. They're not, they haven't got that flow of their game where they're constantly just pushing the opponent and wearing them down with good opportunities to, mm. to, to really hurt them. Rough start
6: for Fulham to their season, but they are <clears throat> genuinely improving. But do they have enough to stay in the Premier
7: League? I don't think they've got enough goals in them necessarily. It doesn't mean that you know, there's other teams around them that, that, that struggle with the same thing. But But I just feel, look, they can take a lot of positives from today's game. The mm. shape's much better. The commitment is there. They might just do enough, mm. but at the moment, I don't see the goals either on the pitch today or particularly mm. off the bench. Got much on tomorrow? Uh, I think so. I think we're doing quite a big game tomorrow. Aren't oh, we? yeah, Liverpool
6: against Manchester United, Rebecca. we we'll are talk to you from Anfield.
0: Safe journey, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We will speak to you tomorrow. Chelsea then getting the win. Mm. No flow, as Graham Brousseau was saying there. Not convincing today, were they?
2: They weren't, and I think the problem is when, when you look at the plays that you want scoring goals or the plays that you want creating goals for Chelsea, so I look at Ziyech, I look at Pulisic, Mounts, Kovacic and Giroud, when you look at them individually as players, they're all taken up the same position. You've got Giroud that wants to drop deep, you've got Pulisic who wants to drive inside, You've got Zieck who wants to drive inside, and you've got Mount that wants to get forward and you've got Kovacic. So who why has he bought them all then? It's obviously he, he didn't he didn't buy them all, but the problem he's having at the moment is that if you're the opposition team, you look at those five plays and you're thinking, right, okay, these are gonna be the key players for the opposition. Realistically Three or four players of Fulham can stop them because they're all wanting to take up the same area. The worst thing that can happen for you is being the underdog when you're playing against a team like Chelsea. It's when they're expansive and when you can't pick them up. But the way that they all play, they play similar roles or they all end up in a similar role, so it's easier
1: to defend against.
0: Still got a lot of questions to answer, Lampard.
1: Yeah, and this is, this is part of his managerial evolution. It's, he's got a lot of players that want to play. Big money, mm-hmm. big price tags. But that's his job is to is to figure out the right formula, sit some of them down. They can't all play. And that's that's kind of what we're seeing in the first half of the season is that they all trying to get on the field at the same time. He's put them in there, and they play the same position.
0: Mm. Hasn't quite got that mm. equation yet. But great relief all around for Frank Lampard. He needed those three points. Their last seven, you can see, read a couple of defeats, Everton Wolves. They beat West Ham. Then they lost to Arsenal, drew to, against Villa, lost against Man City, and then get that second win in seven games. Let's hear from both managers.
8: Scott, you pop a brave resistance, but in the end it was just too much for you. Yeah, it probably
9: was, Jeff, to be honest with you. I thought we um, started the game, was very compact. Um, probably they got a little bit of a fold in it. The last ten minutes of the second half and probably just before the, the sending off, we get right into the game, have a massive chance with, with Cavalera and the fine margins are probably in this league that needs to go in. It doesn't, and then obviously the sending off changes it a little bit. And, even then to be fair second half although i realized we realized we had to we're going to have to weather something up here there was a little bit of a fret on the break not not massively but you get to 78 minutes you get to 10 at that point you're playing the clock a little bit and you 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 may be open that you can see it through want want to be but look i've got nothing but admiration um, for my team of players there to to go up against a team of the quality of chelsea and to um, to show the commitment and and the way we played at, at times under difficult circumstances um, was um, was pretty remarkable for my side really.
10: Well done Frank, how good does it feel to get a win under your belt? Yeah it feels good because it's um, it's not easy in our league form recently and you have to you have to you have to break it, you have to break the duck of of, of some points that we've lost. And you come to Fulham we're in good form made it very difficult and probably could have beaten Liverpool and Tottenham recently um, and I felt we started the game pretty well first half they had a couple of change, we let them in towards the end of the first half but we controlled a lot of the ball against 10 men it's not easy it feels easy it should be easy but it's not easy and we kept going and kept going we got what we deserved tonight
8: in a strange way, when the opposition goes down to 10, does that put a different pressure
10: on you? Yeah, it does, and it's a pressure to move the ball and hit the size of the pitch, open it up, make them run. And you've got to create chances, and you've got to get crosses in the box. You've got to get combination and shots away from in and around the box, and, and we were doing that. But just because, probably, of, of our current form in the last few games, that's a little bit harder because maybe confidence is not quite there. So if you're looking for that you know, thread pass against that 10 behind the ball, it's not easy. Um, but we found it, so I'm really pleased. How significant a win does this feel today? Only if we back out. It, it feels good tonight. Um, we went on a really good unbeaten run. We got ourselves two points off the lead and then we're taking a bit of a hit in a short period of time. We can't think now everything is solved. It's not solved because we want more. And I keep saying we're in a, a bit of a transition and a progression. We know there are new players. We know we're still finding, trying to find solutions and, and the way we're playing. But we need to get points because it's Chelsea. So it's a good start for us tonight from a, from a difficult patch. And we go again on Tuesday.
0: And they're in some good form as well, Brendan Rodgers men. You have to say, you know they're up to second. Their last six results in all comps look like this. Beat Spurs, drew against Man United, drew against Palace, beat Newcastle, beat Stoke in the FA Cup and they've beaten Southampton today. Let's hear from the goal scorer of the 1-0, here's James Madison.
6: First thing to say, James, is congratulations on the celebration. <laughs>
9: Put a bit of thought into that. Uh, yeah, it was something that the, the gaffer mentioned, just a bit of a... Uh trying to turn something that we probably need to start doing into a, with a bit of a lighter mood to it because uh, if little things like that is what's required to keep football going, that's what we all want at the end of the day. I mean, it's very instinctive. I mean, I saw West Brom score today and Robert Snodgrass runs over, jumps on it, and Pereira who scored the penalty but I think that's something that we've been told there was a meeting yesterday that we need to try and implement to stop the the gatherings of, of people um, and, yeah, just tried to turn it into a bit of a light-hearted joke. Yeah,
6: you're absolutely right, because there's been a lot of criticism
9: and, and you showed some responsibility with the humour That's part of it. Yeah, well, footballers, we get a lot of stick for, for stuff and it's nice to try and turn something like that, a serious message, into a lighter note because... I think the whole country, the whole nation, wants football to continue. I don't think you'll find one person that, that wants it to stop. So if it's little things like that that we can do, them, why not?
6: Well, you showed a bit of presence of mind there. Also with the finish, with a fantastic you rolled the defender, put it in the top of the net. Yeah.
9: Uh, they always em, look good, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they always look good. It was nice to see it go in. Them ones are tough, especially from the tight angle. And I don't know why. There's one goal that sticks out. You won't remember it. You might. Um, I remember what a goal... You gonna, uh,
4: <laughs> you're Arsh- going to say I'm Arsh- younger
1: than
9: you or something, yeah. Arshavin scored for Arsenal oh, all yeah. them years ago. I don't know why, it's one that sticks out. I remember my dad saying to me, when you're in them tight angles and you're right by the byline, the only place you can really score is the roof of the net because the keeper's so big and it's the only place that the keeper can't really get to. So uh, oh, yeah. that was in my mind. I couldn't really square it back because I had I was... Um, having a bit of a tussle with Jack Stevens, so I couldn't really get my head up, so I thought, the only place I can score is that near, that near top corner, and thankfully it, it went flying in there. See, the older people will remember Tutor when he used to ah, okay. into yeah, the top corner. Yes.
6: No harm as well, Gareth Southgate's here, I'm sure it's
9: here to watch you and the other England players, and she probably wants to get out of the house as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I hope he had his mask on and, and, and social distancing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's always nice. I mean, listen, international football is something that I'll always strive towards, so I had a glimpse of it, and I want more of that, so... Um, scoring and, and producing for Leicester as I have been doing in recent weeks is something that's only going to benefit my case, yeah. And the game was pretty much as you expected, was it a busy quick uh, space, was it a premium? Yeah, tight good Premier League game, maybe not maybe not the best game for a neutral I would say but a tightly contested, two very good Premier League teams going at it and in them games we know Southampton since we were 9-0 there it been kind of a little thing that, that always gets mentioned whenever we play Southampton so it's something that we don't really like as as brilliant as it was that day it's something that always gets brought up and it's something that we kind of need to forget about when we play Southampton because they're a tough team and in the reverse fixture that last season they came and beat us 2-1 here and we can't forget that so we only took three points off each other so um, it's always a tight contested game Ralph's teams are very strong and very resolute and hard to break down so uh, a convincing win um, and a deserved win in the end I think and a convincing win that leaves you second in the table at the moment yeah, I haven't managed to check the table yet. got dragged straight over here for the injury. So uh, that's always nice. Listen, um, we'll take every game as it comes and as cliche as it is. But last season, from New Year onwards, we kind of petered off a little bit. And so it's, it's nice to start the New Year with a few wins and, and really look, looking strong with a, with a strong squad at the minute and players coming back from injury. So um, the next couple of months will be tough. Lots of games, lots of catching up. Europe as well, the Europa League, the FA Cup. So we'll need the whole squad, but we're, we're in a good place. Right, work. Well, well done tonight. Thanks, Des. Cheers.
0: Well, you mentioned the goal for West Brom earlier on when Robert Snodgrass went over to celebrate with Mateus Pereira. That's the moment there that he's talking about. You may have missed it. It was our very first game this morning at 7.30 Eastern. Compare that to this. Keep away, stay away, everybody. Have it, having some humour with it, of course, as well, Danny, but... The importance of what he said there, and he is a young player in the Premier League, and we have to be honest, they have been given the guidelines, the rules really this week, and by Richard Masters at the Premier League, please do not hug, Mm -hmm. please do not touch each other. We are trying to set an example and football needs to carry on. He's the only player who's done it all day. Yeah,
2: we we need more of that. We need more of that. The the problem is, and I'm sure obviously Tim would say the same thing, Celebrating a goal is instinctive. Is
0: it, though? I've seen it, many it players is. score and then don't celebrate because it's against their old club.
2: I, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. You should celebrate all the time. But we are in a situation now and you have to look at the bigger picture, which is football. We want football to continue. Everybody wants football to continue. And in order to do that, you have to do as you're being told, which means the celebrations you keep away from each other. Because it's not just the players. There are so many people at home all over the world that have that little bit of a release when there's a game on the TV. And all of a sudden, the knock-on effect is that if you take that away, then all because people can't celebrate, right? So it's something that needs to be done and hopefully the players will adhere to it more as
1: it goes along.
0: Well, they weren't doing, which is why on Thursday Richard Masters came out and said, you have to do this, please, can you help us? Why are they not doing it, Tim?
1: Well, they're they're too cool for school and what we need is we need... Your Jordan Henderson's, and we need Harry Kane, and we need Marcus Rashford to come out and say, guys, we're just not celebrating. Not just my team, public service announcement, anything. Say, we're not celebrating. Enjoy the goal, spread out, run over to the flag. It doesn't matter, but we're not celebrating together. This is very simple to do because the alternative is, if this thing gets shut down, we're all in trouble, and we don't want that. None of those footballers want that. So just do a very simple thing but not celebrating.
0: It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they can do that tomorrow for Liverpool against Manchester United. Now, neither of you think Leicester are in the title race. No. Leicester fans out there screaming at the television, I've got you, Leicester fans, I'm all over this, they're second. Mm-hmm. Tell me why they can't be in the title race all the way to the end.
2: The reason I say it, and like I say, the, the position they're in is absolutely incredible at the moment, and you would say, OK, yeah, they should be in a title race. I look at their team and start an 11 are a match for anybody. And I, I give you that 100%, but through the amount of games that are being played at the moment, to say that that starting eleven can continually play is going to be very difficult. I look at the bench today. One Premier League goal this season on the bench. So if you want players that can come off the bench and make a change, that Liverpool have that, Manchester United have that, Manchester City have that, Leicester don't necessarily have that. Their starting eleven is good enough to, man- uh, good enough to go up against anybody in the Premier League.
1: When you look at strength and depth, then it becomes different.
0: OK, so strength and depth is a problem. Starting eleven yeah. is excellent, manager is excellent. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to carry them through?
1: In, in this season, it actually might be because it's, we we talk about Manchester United. No one would have thought they'd be at the top of the table at this point. So the, the season's been a bit strange. I just worry about Barnes has been fantastic. Madison has been fantastic. They've, they've chipped in with a bunch of goals from midfield. If either of them get injured or Vardy get, they're irreplaceable for this team. So it is a worry looking forward.
0: We did see Vardy with a hobble yeah. as well at the end. So fingers crossed for lesser fans that Jamie Vardy's okay. Let's hear from Jose Mourinho. But first, the Sheffield United manager after another defeat, Chris Wilder.
3: Well, Chris, how do you analyse that? Obviously, um, first and the second part of the week were good and obviously not so great to, to, today and this afternoon. I think, um, obviously, off the, off the back of Tuesday night, you wanted to make sure that you took that into, into especially the first part of the, seat, part of the game and uh, to go a goal behind after after four minutes really from in front of me in good possession. We lose it, they counter and a, and a, and a, and a set-piece. so uh, And then four minutes before half-time and then four minutes I think we talked about um, after we got back into the game. So no matter what the level is, no matter what, you want to get a foothold in the game, you want to, you know, Get yourself in a good position going into half-time or, 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 or you're in the change room in touch. And then when you do get yourself back in the game, like we did, uh, you want to grow into that part of the game, and, and, and we and we didn't. And you know, yeah, you know, fabulous finish, a couple of them, a brilliant finishes, and I think that as well is key. They they obvious with the players that they've got can find those 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 moments. Uh, and, and, and we can't. So um, I said quite a lot of that. I keep saying, admiring about my team, but, but the stuff that we keep talking about right the way through the season, you know, um, key moments, lack of quality have, have, have really hurt us uh, uh, this afternoon.
0: Jose, first of all, congratulations Thank on you. the three points. We uh, were trying to guess your setup. In the end, it worked very well.
4: Yeah, it worked well, uh, not because of the setup. I think because of the mentality. Um, very aggressive, trying to be dominant. Uh, and I think we managed to do that. Uh, I believe that 2-0 at half-time is a bit short. Uh, should be like normally always game over, but was not game over, was 2-0. And then uh, again a, a very basic thing uh, from us through win, a very basic thing and uh, we can see the goal but this time we had uh, the personality, the desire to to go for it and um, I'm happy, of course.
0: Has anything changed to get that personality and that desire into the team that hasn't been there in the last few weeks?
4: I don't want to say... When I say desire, I'm, I'm not saying the players, they don't want to do it. When I say desire is to be strong enough to impose that to your opponent and to don't let the opponent impose you the, uh, the game. Um, I know better than anyone my team's problems, uh, better than anyone that can uh, try to, to find. And um, I have to try to hide them. I have to try to hide them as a team. Uh, and basically we managed to do that because we were always very dominant and... Uh, I know that the way they, they play, if you give them a chance to feel that enthusiasm, they that can push you. So I'm, I'm, I'm of course, happy and uh, some incredible individual performances, which also is a pleasure.
0: Really interesting. He says, I know the problems of my team better than anybody, Mm. and we have to hide them. Mm. Obviously, a really good day today for Jose Mourinho. What do you think the problems that he's talking about are of his team?
2: I think when you look at Tottenham at the moment, they, they get points a lot of the time when they're not expected to get points or may struggle, and they drop points when they shouldn't be dropping points. They're a team that are better without the ball. Think that's that's been shown that they're, they're, they're better on the counter attack, and I think that's been shown by beating Manchester City. Um, they beat. Let uh, me think who else. Manchester they beat Manchester United, United one, yep. and they beat Arsenal. I think it was as well, wasn't it? Yep. So you know they 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 can show that, and I think Mourinho's looking at it and saying, have better control of the game because they don't need to control the game against opposition that are going to dom- dominate the ball. You can keep your right. shape. Mm. But when you're playing against so-called smaller teams, lesser teams, you've got to hold your shape better, you've got to control the games better. And I think that's probably what he's looking at.
11: He talked a lot about mentality as well, Rebecca, And what we saw a few times today, which I think might be something we'll see forward, where it's not going to be that just total defensive shell and sit back. Once or twice they were aggressive. They went out and gone and won the ball back and, and created chances themselves. And I think that's where he's saying that... His great teams can sit back and almost go, mm. keep coming, we'll, we'll block you off. I don't think Spurs are quite that team. So now and then they've got to hide a little bit of that frailty defensively by going and stealing the ball and winning it higher up the pitch. And then Harry Kane, they've got a player playing right now right at the top of his game, causing the opposition all kind of problems, which will be really interesting. They've got Liverpool coming up, Al Henderson and sort of a Fabinho deal with Kane going short and then Son and Bergwijn going in behind,
0: that's going to be interesting. That'll be some game. They've Mm -hmm. got Liverpool at home coming next in the Premier League. I mean, they're they're still in there, Robbie. Maybe not quite at that top level, but Mm -hmm. 33 points, four points off top. They're sitting in fifth place. Had they not won today, it would have been slightly panic stations, though, wouldn't it?
11: It would, but they've dropped enough points recently where they've been in the top three. League Cup final in the draw, that's coming in Mm -hmm. April. European football to come in, in in a few months. Jose Mourinho's been around titles. He knows what needs to do. Focuses on the Premier League right now. Getting enough points to make sure they're in with the champs. He took Manchester United to second. Mm. Mm. There's no surprise
2: if he does something similar with Spurs.
0: Do you think he thinks they can win the league?
2: I I think on an ordinary season, I would probably say no. But it's something that I've mentioned before. I think because of the way that Mourinho likes to play, conserves energy. When you go into that final stretch, I think that's when Tottenham could come strong because we see a lot of the other teams do all the running. Tottenham don't necessarily have to do that. So it could be, as I said before, the pragmatic Premier League season. So they're they're still in it. Definitely. They're still well in it.
0: And the fixture congestion will be tough for them as Mm. well. They're playing Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah, all the rearranged games as well. Well, Liverpool's home record remains intact, as does Manchester United's unbeaten away record. They move on to 16 now, being more than a year since they lost on the road in the Premier League. Pretty impressive. Don't forget, they were 15th at the start of November, this Manchester United team. They're still top, is Harry Maguire.
8: Harry, ended on as even. What did you make of it? Um, I thought they started a the game better than us. Um... And then I think the second half we we come into it a lot more, we were a lot braver on the ball, and we create the best two chances of the game. And on another day, we win the game. Was the whole thing a fairly cagey affair? Yeah, it was cagey, but um, it was two good teams matching up, and. Um, we found it difficult the first half to, to get a rhythm to the game, the press was high, we knew it was going to be high but the intensity, we didn't get the rhythm with the ball, um, we, we spoke about it at half-time, we was nil-nil at half-time and we were disappointed in the, our performance, we thought we could have done a little bit better, um, and the second half felt it was a lot better and we, we created openings and like I say we had two, two great chances and two great saves. Were you disappointed you weren't able to exploit the fact they didn't have first choice centre-halves? Well there's a lot of talk about the first choice centre-halves but um, they've, got a, they've had a great defensive record ever since they've, they've had all these injuries so it just shows that they've got lots of options there um, obviously Jordan's gone in there and um, I've, I've played with him numerous times he, he can play in there and um, no I think obviously we, we knew that they were short on centre-halves but like I've said uh, they've got lot, lots of options and ever since they've had all these injuries the, the defensive record's been good Is it a better point for you do you feel than for them because obviously it maintains the gap between you well, some people will look at that, but no, we come into the game, we wanted to win. Um, you could see our, our intent in the, in the second half, we wanted to, get, to go in and get the three points, so I haven't been in the dressing room, but I'm sure we'll, we'll feel a little bit disappointed in there that we haven't come away with the three points, but like you say, it's a point, um, it's a tough place to come, and uh, we've got to move on now and get a result next week. Is that in itself, what you just said, a measure of how far you've come? You're disappointed with a point at Anfield. Well, yeah, I think you can see from our performance here uh, compared to how it was here last year, where it was a tight, edgy game last year, but we, we, we didn't really, we wasn't brave at all. We, we come a bit timid and we, we didn't play on the front foot. And I felt in the second half, we really had the intensity to, to, to go on and try and win the game. Um, but yeah, it shows how far we've come. Uh, we're not getting carried away. There's a lot of improvement that we need to we need to do as well, for sure. So we'll work hard, we'll get on the training pitch and we'll try and get the three points the next game. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, there were so many storylines. We hoped for great things, Arlo White mm. and Graham. So cagey was the word that Harry Maguire used mm-hmm. there in that interview. Yeah. Disappointing all round. Your post-match thoughts?
6: Well, the highlights so far have been uh, Graham's mittens. They look fantastic, don't they? Harry Maguire, or boxing gloves. <laughs> Harry Maguire, was he your man of the match?
7: He was, yeah. I thought he played really well positionally. He was excellent, disciplined, working the line up and down when they needed to. And, and they set their stall out defensively really well Manchester United, you know, with Fred and McTominay in front. Um, but they dealt with everything that Liverpool threw at them and, and they didn't quite have the creativity, Liverpool or the execution in that mm. final area to to unlock what, what was a really tight, well-organised defence and that was Harry Maguire was sort of leading that.
6: What elements at the moment are working against Liverpool playing their natural game when you when you look at the amount of wins and points they've racked up over the last two seasons? Where is it not quite clicking?
7: Well, I I think fundamentally Liverpool are a team that want to play high energy, high pressing, really aggressive football. And I just think that the way the seasons panned out, you know, you had a short um, break between last season and this season the the amount of games, the lack of fans I mean everyone is suffering with a lack of fans, of course, mm. but I think particularly for Liverpool, when you put all of those things together, it does have an impact on them and they 're just they 're just looking like they 're lacking that bit of spark at the moment um, you know they play some lovely football um, but they're just the the, the, the breaks aren 't there for them, and they 're not quite working out different ways of opening up a defence and finding those solutions. That's something they've got to do.
6: Yeah. Based on what you've seen so far this season and on today, which one of these two teams is more likely to be champions at the end of the season? Manchester City. (laughs) <laughs> no, you, you've I, got them down as favourites, have you? I,
7: I have. At the, I have at the moment. I mean, look, it's such a fantastic year, isn't it? Because mm. there's, you could see any one of five or six teams sort of having a run of games. We, we were talking about Manchester United saying how poor they were not that long ago. Mm. Um, look, I think there's going to be lots and twists, lots of twists and turns. I'm not avoiding the question, but I think it's going to. I think there's going to be a lot of bumps along this road to whoever wins the uh, wins the season. Indeed, Manchester City coming up next against Crystal Palace. Let's hear from. The Liverpool
6: captain, who played centre-back today, kept a clean sheet. Here's Jordan Henderson.
12: Jordan, what's your reaction to the game? Um, We'll be a little disappointed. We haven't took the three points. Um, At home, you know, I thought we'd done enough to win the game, especially first half, a lot of the ball, creating chances, just couldn't find the back of the net, really. but yeah they had one or two chances as well to be fair to them. Uh, we know the dangerous on the counter attack. so they had one or two chances. but overall I felt as though we with a were, were the better team to win the game. Do you think perhaps it just wasn't quite clicking for you in the final third? Yeah, it seems to be. The problem at the minute, you know, in the box just finding just finding that little bit of luck to drop to someone and get a clean strike on it or ricochets off someone and goes in so that can happen in football sometimes you just got to keep going, keep working hard and, and hopefully it can change quickly How much was it a game of punch and counter punch today? Well, we knew, the dangerous on the counter attack, the, the dangerous obviously away from home, the record speaks for itself so we knew it would be a tough game um, but like I said, I thought performance level was really good, you know. Counter-pressing, uh, kind of winning the ball back quickly was good. They're always going to have one or two moments, but it's about trying to limit that, and I, I felt as though we did that well today. Um, and overall, again, like I said, we'll be disappointed not to take the three points. You say to find that goal, you need a bit of luck. It doesn't help when the ref blows slightly early on the stroke of half-time. Yeah, we weren't happy about that, as you, you can imagine. Um, strange, very strange, you know, I think he's he's I think he's through um, on goal if he doesn't blow that uh, so I, I don't know I don't know yeah we're, we're frustrated at half time but still um, plenty of time for us to, to score the goal um but again just lack that, that quality in the, in the last bit we're not quite at the halfway stage of the season where do you think you are right now as a team um, well, I would say the performance level hasn't been up to the standard over the last few weeks, as we know. Um, and it, but again, the, this group have just shown that we've just got to keep going, keep working hard, keep improving. Um, it's a strange season for everyone this year, I feel, you know. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we'll not... We'll not stop now. You know we want to keep going. I think again, performance level was very good today, and that's what you—that's all you can do—is leave everything on the pitch, give everything. Um, and I felt as though we did that today, so we can't have—we um, can't be too down. You know, I think yes, we want to win, um, and we tried our best to win the day. Unfortunately, we couldn't find the goal to make that happen. But ultimately, we've still a long way to go. Still a lot of points to play for, and we'll give everything right until the end. Lastly. As a makeshift centre-half again, proud of a clean sheet. Yeah, of course, you know, against United and, and like you said, the, the quality they possess, um, clean sheet is a positive for us. Um, so, yeah, it's um, uh, it's interesting to, to play there. It's difficult at times, but, you know, the manager's asked us to do a job and I just try my best to, to do that. Well done today. Thanks, Thanks, thank
10: you.
0: Well, they kept a clean sheet. That is a positive. Mm. The other mm. direction, though, one goal in their last four Premier League games, and Liverpool yeah. now have a record of three wins in mm. their last nine Premier League games. Yeah. Robiel, talk yeah. to me about this front three that for the last two years mm. we've been saying is the, maybe the best in world football, certainly European football. What's happened?
11: The goal scorers can change your opinion and your outlook in, in, in a football club. And as Jordan Hendon said, you didn't play too bad today, Rebecca. They play got up to the last third quite well, but the spark isn't there. And, and you talked about that front three. If they don't score, there's nobody driving from midfield who looks like they're going to score. They haven't got that type of, of, of player. And, and so... Daniel, no. And when you when you when you're a player and you're trying to get fit, you can get your level of fitness so I can pass and I can go up and down. It's the sharpness you miss. That that bit comes later on. The more you work, the more you get match fitness. When you become tired. The first thing that goes is that shot. So they're tired. So the, these are these are probably a mental tiredness rather than a physical tiredness. To be sharp, to play at their highest level, you have to be creative and thinking. And every time a ball comes in, am I going to let it run? Am I going to flick it round the corner? I'm I'm a bright and alive. None of the front three at the moment quite look like they're in that form. And so you've got three top players who individually can win you a game. All not playing well at the same time.
0: OK, so does he play them through that to get to that sharpness or does he rest them more?
11: At this stage, he's, he's, I think he's got to try and play through them. But I just wonder whether you can change the system a little bit, change the way you play. Can you get Firmino in that hole? Jota is a huge miss for this football club. We saw when he was in the team how different it looked, how bright it, the chemistry started to look. He's been a bigger miss as Van Dijk at, at the back of the
2: pitch. Your thoughts, Danny? Yeah, I think as Roby's quite rightly said about, about the front three, they're, they're not playing as they usually play. This is going to sound a little bit bizarre. I think Liverpool defensively is affecting them attacking-wise. And the reason I say that is that when you play against Liverpool, when we saw Liverpool last season in their pomp, absolutely flying high, it was incessant, it was continuous. Opposition defences didn't get to have a breather because you had Van Dijk as a centre-back, or Gomez as a centre-back more often than not Van Dijk. That meant that they played a high line. So when the opposition tried to play out, there was nowhere to go. Now what we're finding is is that teams are obviously defending deep still, but Liverpool are defending a little bit deep themselves. So the opposition are clearing the ball they're then able to reset. They're then able to regroup and get back into position, into position because the amount of goals that Liverpool used to score with the high line, with the intensity, was because opposition teams weren't able to get back into shape. Centre backs were caught out, full backs were caught out. That's not happening now. So it's making it more difficult for the front three to actually have um, a, a say on the game.
0: That doesn't sound bizarre. That, that's logical. That's interesting. And listening to Jordan Henderson there, Danny, he talked about we, we did enough to win the game, but it was actually Alisson, their yeah. keeper, that saved the day. We had a little look back at the, towards the end Mm. of the game, a couple of really good saves.
2: Yeah, I think one one of the things you do, you look at Liverpool and you look at the fact they dominated possession, but it was Alisson that was, you know, that, that was the busier of the two goalkeepers and that's why he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Not... Not having that much to do. But then when he's called upon, like he was from Fernandes, Pogba, this is an incredible save. Obviously, yes, right place, right time. But he starts with his position. And Liverpool dominated the possession. But Manchester United had the better chances.
0: We're waiting to hear from Jurgen Klopp. We're waiting to hear from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We will talk Manchester United just very quickly. Do you think Klopp will be frustrated tonight?
11: I don't think publicly he'll come out and say for frustrated, but I think he will be, Rebecca, to have that much ball, to, to have his game plan set up and then not to finish off. Mm. Everything worked apart from the last third of the, of the pitch from he was concerned. From Ollie's point of view, it's almost the, the opposite way. Their plan worked. If one of those chances, or Alisson's not in that form, they come away with a 1-0.
0: Bruno had a couple of looks at Golden Knee, but he couldn't make it count today. Normally, does Manchester United though do take a point away from Anfield and a clean sheet to boot? Let's get the thoughts now post-match of the United manager, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer.
13: Well, it finished on as even, but do you feel you did enough to take all three points today? No, we didn't because we. Uh, I don't think we played well enough. Uh, We didn't uh, impose ourselves on the game, especially first half. I think we grew in the game, into the game, and towards the end you felt, yeah, it's here for us to win, and we create two massive chances and two uh, brilliant saves by the keeper. What didn't you like? What weren't you doing then? Ah, We can play better than this. We know that. We uh, we can be more composed. We can uh, have the ball more. We had to defend really often, and I thought we gave the ball away too often, maybe some some moments we miss, you know, when Marcus makes his runs in behind, maybe sometimes we sh- don't pass it every time he runs, Because uh, and sometimes we missed it when he should have had it, so uh, a couple of things that we need to improve on. You changed things around. You had Paul Pogba on the right today. How do you feel that worked? I, I think Paul was absolutely uh, brilliant today. We knew that he had uh, had to do a job defensively, uh, block uh, and help us with uh, Robertson. And I, I thought he was excellent and he should have got the goal his performance deserved. Do you feel this is a, a missed opportunity today? Yeah, I've got to be honest to say... Uh, I'm a bit disappointed at the moment, but still, you know, you're playing against a fantastic team and they, they had more of the possession. So, uh, But still, you want to go here and uh, you know the injuries they've had uh, lately. You think you go here and get a result. Uh, we didn't, but uh, a point might be OK if we win the next one. Should you have been braver, do you think? Well, uh, it depends on uh, what you mean with braver in the, in the team selection or on the ball. I think we could have been better on the ball. Been uh, more uh, more quality, and but uh, no, we're. uh, I'd probably start with the same team if that's what you're asking. You said to us before the game, this was a test. Yep. If you're reviewing the test, how would you say you acquitted yourselves? I know we can play better, but we're still coming away from here with a point, which I think shows how far we've come uh, in a year or even six months. In many ways. Is it a positive because it certainly didn't damage the belief today, did it? Yeah, of course it's a positive. You, you take your point, but uh, it's always you want to win every game. That's uh, so you can't really be uh, sat here or stand stood here smiling uh, too much. But um, we go again, and uh, we know that we've we can do better than this, which is uh, the big positive.
0: It's interesting, Danny, listening to Ole and Solskjaer. He sounds yeah. more disappointed than I thought he would be. I thought a point to Anfield, a clean sheet, top of the league by two points, he'd be fairly happy. You thought he'd be delighted at the break. Are you f- interested in that?
2: I think it's a positive. I think there's a, there's a mindset change with, within within the club. I don't think it's just Solskjaer. I think we, we listen to Harry Maguire as well, and there's, there's there's a despondency and a disappointment that they should have won the game because of the chances that they had. And I think if you're a Manchester United supporter and you're listening to... So those two interviews, you know, you're expecting to hear players and managers say, "Oh, it was a good point for us." They're not. They're not happy with it, and I think that's what they're doing. That they, the players are dragging each other along, and I think the managers dragging the players along as well. And all of a sudden, this run, people talk about the lack of consistency. They're showing great consistency now, mm. and I think players are growing. I think players are improving, and they, they've put themselves in a really good position to be challenging.
0: How significant is a mindset change? Do you think
11: huge? Yeah. And. Um, I'll talk about Ollie and Harry Maguire in, in a minute. Just, Rebecca, they sit top of the, the table, three points ahead of Liverpool, two points ahead of Leicester, and they haven't really played that well, to be honest. They beat Leeds uh, on a good day, beat Everton, drew with Leicester, drew with Man City. Not really kicked on yet, and that's what I think he knows. If this team kick on, if this team gets Bruno firing... Paul Pogba has committed as he has done. Anthony Martial scoring goals with the Rashford threat and Cavani. All of a sudden, it can get better in the second half. And, and I just want to point to Ollie, who deserves a little bit of respect, by the way, because we've criticised him often. And, and, and when you look at Klopp and look at Pep, he's not seen in, in that regard. And Harry Maguire, by the way, start of the season was getting. All kinds of criticism about his lack of form, and should he be dropped? Is he a Manchester United captain? Fair play to him as well, because he was outstanding today.
0: Absolutely, Oliver Solskjaer has taken a huge amount of criticism over the last two years from mm. inside these four walls and elsewhere mm. as well. Robbie so Muster. credit, where, yeah, Robbie Mustard was, all, <laughs> Wait, was all Robbie absolutely <laughs> right. Let's hear from the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp.
10: Jurgen, what's your
14: verdict on the game, the result, and the way it panned out? A lot of good stuff. Obviously, what we miss is a goal. Um, if you win this game 1-0, then I think it's completely fine because of the the, the possession we had, the football we played, a lot of things. You cannot, you cannot deny Man United for 19 minutes. We never could, uh, and it's probably not possible for anybody, um, especially when they're in, a, in a good moment. But today, um, with all the things which were said before the game, they are flying and we are struggling. I think um, the boys did a really good, played a really good game tonight, my boys. And, um, again, it's a good side, good organisation side But first half we played exceptionally well. Um, with the, the way we, we we kept them under pressure, the, the counterpress was great, the passing was good, positioning was good. We didn't score, so we we know that's the most important thing in football. So we don't uh, we don't we don't want to miss that, but we missed it. Um, in, in really. But in really good moments, really good football moments. Second half of the game got a little bit more open, um, but they had two big chances, I have to say, with Ali, who makes two really big saves. But how is that you cannot deny them um, everything? but we had our big one as well and again we had to be dominant here that's how now how it shows up very often against United as well and um, with their counter-attacking threat they have <laughs> it's a, it's a tricky one so we would have better used the chance in the first half that would have helped the result especially but the performance was good why do you think it is you're struggling for goals at the moment? There's no there's no easy explanation it's not like we here or there but it's it's just we, we always missed chances we just had then another one which we used and that's that's how it is so there's not we, you have to keep going in these situations in football you always have to keep going you have to um, try to ignore the talks around because um, that's how it is it's uh, football everybody wants to see goals if you don't score goals everybody talks about but we have to um, to stay focused on, on on doing the right stuff, you cannot force it. Shoot now or stuff like this. It's more important that you re- the way you react on on a missed chance. In a, in a really good game, you miss chances, but you don't care. Next ball, I try again. When you, when you didn't when you didn't didn't score for a while, um, then you start. We deal differently with it, and that's that's the challenge. But I, that? I, 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 I like the game. It was um, I saw a lot of really good individual performances, a lot of really good, and the team performance was it was really good. And so that's how it is. Nil, nil. Not the result we wanted, but the result we got. And now we keep on going. You say you like things. What about your two centre halves? Ah, great. Were they as good as two orthodox centre halves? Yeah, and football-wise probably better, so it was uh, looked the way we played in the first half, it was really flexible, and you have two, two midfielders in the last line, so that, that helps in football moments, and so I'm really happy with how we did it, and um, yes, that was good, that was absolutely good, but in the end, we, we had to be good to get a point, I think we were good enough to get all three, but we didn't because we didn't score. Is it now a matter of just keep believing yeah, the goals yeah. will come and the results will come? Yeah, it's not like we sit at home and, and, and um, it, it's football, and we are not only since yesterday in football. So these moments they happen. You have moments when you cannot explain why you score from all angles, like against Crystal Palace, so everything ended up in the back of the net, and the other moments. So you just have to do the right things. It's about creating. You have to create and create and create, and we will score 100%. Everyone knows it. It's just a bit. Actually annoying in between these two moments, not scoring and start to score again, um, that you have to talk constantly about it. But that's pretty much the only difference. So the rest is completely normal. And um, so, how's that? We keep going.
0: It's just abnormal that they don't score. Thank goodness, though, mm. for Fabinho.
14: Yeah, and he just
11: talked about Henderson and Fabinho as a centre-back pairing, Rebecca. And, and what you do get is a real intelligence and understanding of where dangers might come from it comes a long way to get a a block on this one this is just about understanding how to show somebody away from goal when you're under pressure when you're one-on-one defending I thought he was excellent next to Henderson and what they do bring down is when you've got two central midfield players Mm. they start the playoff well because they used to being on the ball and they used to have possession so you get the benefit of them in possession what you lose now and then is that thing and you pointed out a couple of times where they just get forward and, and yeah. urged to go and, and win a ball that maybe they shouldn't I, be.
2: I think the biggest compliment I can give Fabinho, and, and, and I say it about players that are playing centre-back that, that really stand out. I look at Fabinho and, and all the games that I've watched him playing centre-back so far, I don't know how quick he is. And that's the ultimate compliment that I can give to him because he never gets into a position where he has to use his pace. His intelligence gets into a position. He's got four or five yards in his head. Mm. So he's done unbelievably well. But in an ideal world, obviously, Klopp wouldn't want him there, you know. And and it is a big miss, Van Dijk, not just defensively, but also on the attacking side as well.
0: And Joe Gomez as well. Martin, Mm -hmm. hopefully will be back. It looks like Fabinho will be there for quite some time because Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk out. Um, How has today's performance, but also how has today's result, Mm. affected your title race thoughts, Rob?
11: Well, I've had this thought and I've said it for for a few weeks, when I look at the Premier League table, nobody's in top gear. Probably Leicester City are probably in in the best, Nick, of the teams up there at the moment. Liverpool can get better. United have talked about these gears to go through. Man City are purring away, but they can come. If somebody can find a gear, stay in it for a consistent period of time, they could go a long way to winning the title. Great.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think when you look at it, in in my opinion, it's Liverpool, Manchester City and and Manchester United. It's going to be one of those three. And if you finish above Manchester City, you win the
0: league. Leicester fans devastated. They're second just by two points. Eight straight victories in all competitions. Some of the goals are coming back as well. Remember that old free-flowing Man City with the goals going in? If you look down the right-hand side of your screen, you'll see a few more coming their way. Let's hear from John Stones
12: well John three points a clean sheet and after a little bit of a wait for
15: your first Premier League goal yeah. now you've got two yeah. feel good? very good um, we knew it was a, a tough game today um, last two two years I think we've, we've we've not beat them at home so it was um, something that we've worked on the last few days um, another clean sheet as you said another win keep that winning momentum going um, and two goals for, for myself, which has been a long time, as you said. So uh, yeah, I'm no, delighted. Remember the last Premier League goal? Yeah, Man United. I know it. <laughs> um, I don't know how long it, how long ago it was, but um, put a lot of pressure on myself to, to try and get some goals and so, try and so get more you, goals. You were aware of it that you had scored a yeah, Premier League goals. for know, yeah, I need to I need to contribute and, and bring that to to my game, and been trying hard, and it just. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't uh, click. Um, today it did, and I suppose the hard work on the training pitch of the, the set pieces and things like that are, uh, are paying off. And you know, I'm glad to to contribute. I don't want to take any credit away from you, but we've got to talk about Kevin De Bruyne with the first goal. That is an outrageous bit of quality, isn't it? For yeah. The assist. Now, Kevin's uh, he's done it over the, the seasons that I've been here. Um, I remember a few top of my head to to Leroy. Uh, when he was here, some outrageous passes. We just think I don't know how he's done it today again. Um, as he's put the ball in, I, I knew it was coming straight to me. It was, um, yeah, something that we can only dream of, and Kev can just do it when he wants. But more importantly, it looks like you're doing your day job,
12: defending really, really well at the moment. The teams basically not conceded a meaningful
15: goal since you came back into the team. How confident are you feeling? Yeah, I'm just trying to keep improving, as I keep saying. So everyone keep improving, game by game, day by day on the training pitch, and, and keeping these clean sheets is, is massive. I keep saying it. It's just a platform for for the lads to go and, and express for themselves up, uh, at the top of the pitch and score the goals. And we're taking great pride in it, in, in keeping the clean sheets. It's what we're there to do, and um, you know, hopefully we can. Keep the run going and keep as many clean sheets as we can because we know how how vital they are in big games, in, in games like today. Um, and and we know what'll will happen if we keep keep getting them. We keep getting these points, keep picking up points. Do um, we don't have to go out and score four or five goals every week? We've we've done it when it's. One nil, and, and we fought hard right to the 90th minute. And, and, I, and I say it is um, we kind of take the credit for it at, at the back, which you know we, we pride ourselves on. But I think we've got to give credit to the to the whole team. I think from the the top and, and how they how they press and how they stop a lot of things getting to us. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a collective thing.
0: John Stones is arguably now the John Stones that Manchester City bought from Everton all those years ago. We talked at half-time about he was out in the cold for a long time. He had some personal problems Mm -hmm. off the field as well. You've been a Premier League player at the highest level, Danny. When you are out of the squad, also when you're out of form and you have so much expectancy of you... How difficult, I mean, to just, just come back, how he's come back, I mean, it's incredible.
2: It, it, it is, and I think the biggest compliment that you can give him is that up until recently, he was probably fifth-choice centre-back behind Laporte, Diaz, Aki, mm-hmm. and Fernandinho is a defensive midfielder. So I think you have choices, and, and let's let's be, let's be blunt about it, there was, a, there was a lot of negativity towards John Stones about not knowing when to defend, not knowing when to do this. He now, for me, is the most accomplished English centre-back in the Premier League. He's going from strength to strength. And when you're out of the team, you have two options. And this doesn't matter what level you're playing at. You either sulk or you look at it and go, right, OK, where can I improve? What do I need to do to get in, into this team? And you look at John Stones now. Every time he gets the ball, whereas I think a lot of people used to be a little bit nervous is he's going to give the ball away, you're looking at him thinking, first and foremost, he's a defender now. But he's grown into it and I think leadership and the fact that Manchester City need him as a leader, I think he's grown into that and I think he's appreciating the responsibilities that are on his shoulders.
0: He made a few high-profile mistakes in an England Mm -hmm. shirt and a Manchester City shirt, Mm -hmm. which is what you're alluding to there in terms of giving the ball away at crucial moments that led to goals. Mm. Just appreciate for me, Robbie, the mindset, the mentality, the level Mm. of strength it takes to do what what Danny said, to say, right, rather than crumble. Because a lot of us will crumble. I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to get better.
11: Well, a couple of things I'll say, Rebecca, which will sound strange. One is a youngster, maybe in his first part of Manchester City, the game was almost too easy for him. There's some footballers who are so gifted that they almost take it for granted. And he became that guy. The second thing I'll say is he might become a better player through the experiences that he's had for being out the same. Because I'll tell you what that feels like. Worry, nervousness, doubting yourself, not sure if you're going to get back, and kind of hunger... I think he's, there's a hunger in him now that, do you know what, he knows what that's like, mm. he knows what the other side's like, and he isn't going to have that again. He's going to play better, he's going to drive through in more titles, and he's going to drive to get himself back in the England setup
0: You talked about Manchester City now clicking very much mm. into gear, and it helps if you look at their next handful of games, chaps, because the City fans will be rubbing their hands together in glee, won't they?
11: Yeah, I, th- I think
2: 100%. And that
11: act- looks like 12 points to me. Yeah, it, it Villa does. will give him a game, but... I-
2: yeah, without without question. Then you look at, obviously, West Brom, Sheffield United, Burnley. You would look at them and think, yeah, they're going to be the points that, that Manchester City can win. But what Manchester City is showing now, there's a side to them where we probably haven't seen so much before. They used to have to play well to win. Now, at times, they can grind out results. They've got 11 different goal scorers this season. They're playing a different system. They're playing a different shape. And they're a joy to watch. And I go back to what I said previously. You finish above Manchester City, you win the league. It's as simple as that. Great.
11: Yeah, I would, and they're doing it at the moment without centre-forward goals. Aguero's not mm. really scoring. Jesus came in today, no goals in, in four that go in. So lots of good things are happening. We said at the beginning of the day, no-one in the top of the, of the table is really kicked into gear. I'd have to say bar Manchester City. Mm. Just getting into third with fourth coming, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm beating in 14. Eight straight victories in all competitions, as you say, second, two points behind with a game in hand. It was a good day. As I say, they move up to tenth in the league, although they're a point clear of Villa, although they have played four games more than Asa Villa at this stage. Villa do play tomorrow. So we talked about pre pregame at <coughs> half time. Round out that story for us. He really needed those goals.
16: Yeah, he needed the goals, certainly been in, in bad form, but I you know, he he can score that sort of goal and he can go on runs of goals as well. If you look at his goals over previous seasons, he always gets a good number. He won't be as high this season, but I just I just think that, that class is permanent and you know the form will come back and maybe today's the start of that
0: do you expect Arsenal to maintain this kind of form for the rest of the season have they now hit their gear
11: that's got to be the hope Rebecca going top off of the table and and what I liked about the second half is it looked to me as though the Arsenal group were enjoying their football we saw some interplay we saw Full-back's getting wide. It, Aubameyang gets his goal. We see the smile. We see the backflip. We see things that are important to a group of players who are going to go on a run now. And the standards being set over these last few weeks, you know, it wasn't that long that Arteta was in the Steve Bruce position, Needs to get some results. They've gone through that now. Now he's got to get the consistency from here to the end of the I, season. I, I really liked Arsenal
16: today, Rebecca. And I know first half wasn't great. I watched the last game that they played that was really disappointing. I like its simple system. Kierantini is an is a f- excellent... Defender was back in the side. Thomas Partey, Rob, is going to... Yeah, he's a to Xhaka, a yeah. It, it, You know, he set up the, the Aubameyang goal initially. Um, I just... I wanted more of those young players. Emil mm. Smith-Rowe and, and Saka said that at halftime. Mm. We saw that. They combined for a goal. Conference will build. I think they will now go on a, a decent run of form. Mm. I think they've, they've obviously hit hot, rock bottom. They're coming out of that now. And I, I like... Yeah. I like... It's simple system. Mm. I like it.
0: Before the game, Steve Bruce said he, quote, is convinced we'll get a reaction from the players, after the terrible display Hmm. against Sheffield United. How do you think he'll take that today? They just kind of
11: started the game not too bad, Rebecca, but it looks to me like, where Rob said simple system for Arsenal, the way they played, it looks a bit confusing. They don't quite look good enough to have the ball that well and progress and and outplay teams. At the moment, they're not defending that well enough to to stop teams scoring. It looks a bit like neither one nor other, and... It looks hard work. Everything about Newcastle at the moment looks hard work. Nothing looks like it's coming easy. There's no combinations. There's no interplay. There's nothing that really makes you think, oh, this is going in the right direction.
0: Are they good enough to be in the Premier League?
16: I think they are. I mean, they were 13th last season, got a good points total. It's just worrying, Rebecca. Just on the last game against Sheffield United, the worst team in the league, they had a very defensive team. They go away from home against Arsenal with a very attacking side. 4-4-2, all the strikers out there... A changes. It just makes you think, wow, Steve Bruce, I know it's under pressure and he's got to make some changes, but wow, where are they now, right now? Where are they? What team are we going to see next time? Attacking? Defending? Which system? Who's going to play? Yeah, crisis.
0: That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now.